Thank you very much, Nicolas. It's been a pleasure addressing such a distinguished audience. Um, my name is Chris Vartis. I'm a partner at the Stevenson Harwood office here in Piraeus, and I'm here with my fellow partner, Vincent Xu, who is based in Shanghai. Um, Stevenson Harwood is a law firm with over 1,000 um, people, 170 partners. Uh, our headquarters are in London, and we have um, offices in Asia uh, and Europe, including Piraeus. Uh, we are, today we're going to cover uh, leasing structures, which are quite common nowadays, especially in view of the fact that uh, traditional bank lending has, becoming, has become uh, more and more scarce because of the uh, strict regulations which have been imposed uh, by different um, bodies, including IMO and uh, Basel Committee. Uh, of course, uh, lease structures have been quite common over the last decades, but it seems that, based on our experience, that lease structures have becoming, are becoming more and more common nowadays. Um, talking about Chinese lease structures, leasing companies originate from the major, excuse me, originate from the major PRC banks. So basically, leasing companies are affiliates related to major Chinese banks, which are active also in shipping. Uh, in this context, they're independent entities uh, from their respective banks, uh, and they are independent both commercially and legally. However, they do share the same ultimate equity interest holder, although they do have their own individual drives in order to be competitive and profitable. Uh, talking about, my objective is here to go through the main characteristics of a list structure uh, in order for all the audience to be able to follow. Uh, and then we shall highlight certain aspects which, uh, from the Lesors and the Lesis perspective, and then my colleague will highlight some more technical points. In the context of a sale and leaseback structure, the leasing companies will usually incorporate an SPV in a tax-neutral jurisdiction, and this part is going to be the Lesor. The lessee will enter into a memorandum of agreement with the lessor uh, pertaining to the sale of the vessel. Following that steps, step, the lessor will charter the vessel to the lessee, usually under a verbal charter, but based on our experience, it seems that time charter arrangements have become more and more common. F upon the completion of the lease structure, the lessor will enter into a conventional loan facility with commercial banks. So basically, the lessor will obtain a, a facility from a commercial bank which is usually in a bilateral form. Uh, as you may know, the sale and leaseback structures do apply equally to both uh, second-hand vessels and new buildings. Um, the lessor and the lessee, and this is a very important parameter of the negotiation between the parties, will agree the commercial parameters, the commercial aspects of the charter party, either bareboard charter or time charter, which will have effectively the features and the characteristics of a bilateral loan being extended from the lessor to the lessee. Um, based on our experience, the majority of the lease deals are finance leases, which bear a strong resemblance to a bilateral agreement as opposed to an operational lease transaction, which is rare, it's more rare, but it seems that they become more, uh, more common. 
Looking at a sale and leaseback structure, um, now I'm going to go through some of the some of the uh, of the view some of the views that should be considered from a, from the lessee's perspective. Uh, as explained, and based on the structure of a sale and leaseback structure, a leasing transaction um, is basically a method of obtaining funding, and that's why in my introduction I said that because of the fact that traditional banks. Uh, are not very active currently. It seems that lease structures have become more and more common nowadays in Greece and in other jurisdictions. However, in the context of a typical sale and leaseback structure, the lessee will expect to retain the control of the vessel, and that will include the operational, navigational, and economic control and risk of the vessel. And because of the fact that the only counterpart in this context is the lessor, it is also quite common to consider a, a same leaseback structure being equivalent to a bilateral facility entered into between a lessor and a lessee. Let's move on to some practical issues pertaining to lease structures. It is very common in a same leaseback structure for the for the. To, to have a sub-charter. In the context of a long-term sub-charter, not, not on the spot market, it is very common that the lessor may request step-in rights that will require a direct agreement between the lessor and the sub-charter because there is no preview of contract between the lessor and the sub-charter because there is no direct contractual relationship. So in the context of long-term sub-charters, it's very common to come across requests from the lessor to ask for stepping rights in order to have access to its security, i.e. the vessel. Similarly, if the sub-charter is aware of the existence of the lease structure, the lease transaction, it's very common for the sub-charter to require for a quiet enjoyment letter to be put in place. And that's why it's quite common as part of the documentation being negotiated in this context to also include a quiet enjoyment letter together with the stepping rights provisions. Most importantly, uh, as you do realize, there is a residual value risk uh, during the Berbo Charter term. And there are specific provisions in the Berbo Charter which does specify in the lease, basically, which provides certain options to both the lessor and the lessee in order to exit the structure. Uh, in the case of the lessor, that party usually has a put option which is basically an early termination event. And this is usually in the context of a breach of a loan-to-value ratio, in which case the lessor does have a put option obligating the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the lessee to, uh, to exit by, by pr proceeding with an, with an early prepayment. Similarly, uh, a call option on, the, on behalf of the lessee is also quite common in these structures, whereby the lessee does have the option to prepay the loan in the form of a voluntary prepayment, provided certain circumstances uh, do kick in, and usually in the context of a bearable charter, usually there's a moratorium of a period of two or three years in the context of a bearable charter of 10 years, after the elapse of which the, uh, the lessee does have the right, does have the call option to prepay, uh, to prepay and exit the bearable charter. My fellow partner, Vincent, will continue with the presentation regarding other aspects of, of uh, sale and leaseback structures. 